Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's cooking, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the O Show Podcast. It's episode 489. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale is a high-intensity performance workout developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave you with more than just a great sweat. So head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. We're also presented by betonline.ag. You can sign up for that 50% bonus by using the promo code capital BLEAV50. Again, that promo code is capital BLEAV50. And remember, we're also sponsored by Eat Clean Phoenix, Arizona's number one meal delivery service. Free delivery Sunday through Tuesday. And you can order by using the number 602-573-7643. Again, that number is 602-573-7643. Four, three. Welcome to another edition of Always Bet on Jack and Zach, not the other way around, not Zach and Jack, it is Always Bet on Jack and Zach, episode 489. You brought COVID back from Hawaii, did you? No, no, no. You were coughing during the intro as I was thanking all of our sponsors, so you may as I, well explain what, what, what type of bad juju you picked up in Hawaii. Where were you in Hawaii? Uh, I was in Maui. I was in Maui. Uh, Honolulu's better. I, I it was my first time being in Hawaii. I I didn't I didn't pay for it, so I was just happy to be there. It was a great time. Uh, I absolutely loved it. But yeah, so last day there, um, started to feel a little a little under the weather. But as soon as I got back, start hacking it. So I got te- two rapid tests and a PCR test and a flu test. All came back negative. So probably nothing contagious, but probably some bacterial sinus infection. Feeling a little under the weather, but I powered through, and I am here. Today, I am here to bring back the Bet Online segment and conclude what was a fantastic NFL season. Yeah, that, that's I enough out of you. Let's talk about the Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 56 in uh, Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. The Los Angeles Rams are the Super Bowl champions. They defeat the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that uh, may not go back for a little bit. I think, obviously, they're going to be a, a main force to be reckoned with in the AFC moving forward. Mm-hmm. But the Los Angeles Rams making the Super Bowl again next year, as opposed to the Cincinnati Bengals making the Super Bowl again next year, probably a lot higher. So I definitely feel for Joe Burrow. That was a very, very tough loss. A very, very tough last drive, too. Yeah. I I mean, the the play calling by Zach Taylor at the end, I mean, when it's, you know, second and one, you pass on second and one, which you go for a deep ball, which yeah. I don't know why you do that, especially when you only need a field goal. And then on top of that... You, on third down, you go for a running play up the middle with your second running back. You don't you do with Joe Mixon. I, I thought, you know, obviously Aaron Donald, two amazing plays on third and one and fourth and one, give him all the credit. I thought he should have been, no offense, Super Cup should have been Super Bowl MVP. But uh, I do question, as good as Joe Burrow is, how with how cheap, notoriously, the front office has been in Cincinnati and some of the decisions Zach Taylor's made as a coach throughout his Time, time in Cincinnati. I, I'm curious 
if and when the Bengals will get back, as good as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is. It's so heartbreaking because they had it in the bag, too, that entire second half. I'm like, there's no way. Like, Rams take the lead back with a minute 25 left. I'm like, Joe Burrow's been here before. Yeah. They were down 23-3 to at Arrowhead. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's been here before. And then in the last uh, that last drive, it was all Aaron Donald. Yeah. He, and that could be his last game. He's going to retire at 30 years I, old, I potentially. Think so. I think that's just a negotiation tactic. I, do, I, I would seriously doubt because... Let's assume he just plays two more years. He would be, and he, you know, keeps his average sack. He would be at 120 total sacks, 10, 10 uh, Pro Bowls, nine All Pros. Assuming he keeps the same pace for two more years, at that point, you would you have to consider him top four defensive player all time. Like I, like there's Lawrence Taylor, Reggie Wayne, Deion Sanders. And then he's he's on Rushmore. You think you have to put Aaron Donald if he plays two more years at even the level he's done for the past couple, maybe wins even wins one more defensive player of the year. Obviously, TJ Watt. There's a lot of other great young defenders, Michael Parsons for your Cowboys. But no, I think he plays two more years because I think he realizes he could be on the Mount Rushmore of defensive players if he just even for a couple more years. And he, you know, obviously, you know, defensive players take a lot more of a beating than a lot of other positions, but 30 is still relatively young. I still think he has two or three good years left in him. I think it's much more a negotiating contract, get some more guaranteed money from the Rams. Well, that drive alone won them the Super Bowl at the very end. Because yes. even the Rams last drive, Cooper Cup with the game-winning touchdown at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the pass from Matthew Stafford in the corner of the end zone. Uh, there it is right there. He literally opened all the time. Like, who, who, anybody but Cooper Cup. Odell Beckham Jr. goes down mm-hmm. in the second quarter, was it? Yeah, because like he caught the, the second he quarter. He got the touchdown, had the moon, the moonwalk celebration, mm-hmm. which was awesome, by the way. Yes. L.A. deserved. <coughs> well, what a Super Bowl halftime show, too. What a great halftime I think show. that was probably the, one of the best halftime performances that we've seen in our generation. And I'm not a rap or hip-hop guy, either. Mm. I think they did that very well. I was very intrigued to see what they were going to do with five different people. It ends up being six with uh, 50 Cent being the yeah. surprise, surprise guest. They played every big rap song that I think... I'd ever listened to growing up. Like yeah, the only rap was, songs I really listened to, I, they played them all. I mean, even though like, you know, there's always, you know, things to, I think what I really like, and I hope they go forward with these halftime shows is it represents the place where the Super Bowl is being hosted. Obviously next year, that'll be kind of hard. Cause it's here yeah, in Glendale. There's not, there's not much of a music scene here in Phoenix. Maybe they'll get like creative, Creative with it and stuff like that. Robin's shaking her head. No, she thinks she has some the ideas. One, the one that would have been awesome would have been Lincoln Park if Chester Bennington was not here. Because mm-hmm. he's from here. Yeah. Other than that, who else you got, Robin? I can't think of any off the top of my head. There's a lot of heavy metal guys that are from here. I mean, we have the Meat Puppets, which are Ooh, alternative. You also have right. you also have members of other bands that live here. Alice Cooper's one. That's very true. You know, the Hollywood Vampires could do it. So, I mean, there's a lot of cool people here. I grew up in Arizona, and I worked with a lot of big-name musicians that are from here. Even if you look at the history books, the Tubes were from Arizona, but they moved in order to get big. So there's a lot of music here, you know? They also got to go with, like, because, like, even, like, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, those are mainstream names, right? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. What about Jimmy Eat World? Absolutely, they, so, they're from here. I, but yeah, to thank you, Robin. But like to the like to the, the, the point, I think just representing the city that it's going to be hosted in now is going to be like a big deal. Like with Vegas, I want a lot. Like I think a lot of people that typically perform in Vegas that like that's how they made their showing. A lot of I think you know 
almost more operatic show tunes in there when it's in Vegas in uh, at a Legion in two years. I just I think going forward. I think what will make these halftime show specials of the artists and the performers represent the city that it's taking place that year. But I agree. I thought it was an amazing show and so far an amazing game and an amazing season. And before we get into Super Bowl 57 early predictions from our friends at Bet Online AG, I sent you pictures of the odds there and we'll discuss our picks. Yeah, I, I do want to point out that he sent them from Caesars Sportsbook and not betonline.ag so I don't know what the hell that's about. BetOnline, it, it was hard to like get them all in one. It was like three pages. So now you're putting our sponsor down. That's not hold I Anyway. Tongue tied. You were saying? Um, so to conclude the uh, Oracle versus King Richard so we never got to make them uh, on air. Yes, but because we, you decided to take an impromptu vacation and not do a show. But the two of us did make our predictions. We made the exact same prediction that, you know, we both went with the under at 48 and a half, and we went with the uh, Bengals covering the spread with the Rams winning. So both 100% right, uh, which means that I don't win five weeks in a row, which means just narrowly squeaking by... In the 2021 NFL season, Jack wins the first season of NFL Bet Online AG Bets. Acknowledge me. You were good. I thought I was gonna come back and tie it up, but no, you you held strong and you claim you claimed victory. Good on you. But let us look to the future. All right, I'll take my Jim Beam now. Where is it? Hank? No, you didn't get me anything? No. We had, we, Why did we make such a big deal out of your win the first time you ever won? Oh, that's right, because you lost the first five games. Wow. And no one ever thought. It was, it was literally like the Cubs winning the World Series after 108 years. The Billy Goat curse, the curse of the Bambino, Boston winning the World Series in 2004. It was basically the exact same thing. I, I can't. Oh, my God. Is he coming out? He's going to give you a treat. He, did not deser- he does not deserve this. We Hank tied. acknowledges me. A we, pastry. We tied this week. He won by like half a point in the season. He, we tied. You do not deserve. It's apple glazed too. Get a close up on this, Hank. No, do it's not. Nice put, to know that do some not put a close up on the pastry. Mm. He did not earn that. It was a tie. That was brought in mm. by somebody from another show who wanted to say thank you to the video crew. So. Uh. Yeah, isn't that cool? What? No, stop. Anyway, so we do have the knowledge. Me, your tribal chief, your head of the table, Jack O'Hara, champion of the always bet on Jack. And well, Zach let's get let's get let's get next year started early. So right now, the odds-on favorites at plus six fifty to win the Super Bowl next year are the Kansas City Chiefs and the team with the tie, three teams tied for the worst odds are the Texans, Lions, and my New York Jets at plus 20,000. So we uh, obviously sent you them so we know. I'm curious what your Super Bowl prediction for, early, obviously way too early, but your early Super Bowl 57 uh, here in Glendale matchup is and winner. I, I'm going to go... I'm going to say it's going to be the Bills, who are the second favorites at plus 700. I think the Bills make it from the AFC. I think the Niners make it from the NFC. So I'm taking the Bills at plus 700 and the Niners at 1,400 to make it. And I think the Bills, 
after that sad, sad four-year run of losing four in a row with Jim Kelly, I think Josh Allen leads them to the promised land next year. And the Buffalo Bills get their first Super Bowl victory here in Glendale this time next year. See, that is a very reasonable choice on the AFC side. I feel like the 49ers, the only way they get back is if Jimmy G decides to stay. And I don't think that's happening. Trey Lance, I think Trey Lance is better. Jimmy G gave the game away in the NFC Championship. <laughs> well, duh. He gave every game away. It's just the, the team that he played against played just as bad as he did, if not worse. Exactly. You don't think Trey Lance will be an improvement? I think Trey Lance, I don't think he's were, Super Bowl bound his first year. That team that the Niners were almost Super Bowl bound with Jimmy G, and they would have been Super Bowl bound had you know Tart not dropped that Matthew Stafford interception. If Tart had caught that that interception in the fourth quarter of that NFC Championship game, the Rams don't make it, and who knows? Maybe the Niners beat the Bengals, and the Niners are already a Super Bowl caliber team. So I think the Niners definitely have a real good shot with Trey Lance of making it next year, or. Tom Brady, if he chooses that this is not a real retirement, he wants to, you know... So there's so many question marks, team. right? Mm-hmm. Like, the NFC could be wide open if Aaron Rodgers gets traded out of Green Bay and if Tom Brady decides to stay retired. Because if Tom Brady decides to stay retired, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the more yeah, irrelevant they're, teams. Mm-hmm. They're going back to the island of irrelevancy. Whereas the Green Bay Packers will not be anybody either if Aaron Rodgers ends up... Yeah, leaving. I mean, that division will be so that division will be so bad. The NFC North... And where's Kyler Murray? Yeah, so Kyler Murray, it's he's definitely going to be with the Cardinals next year, but it is really will he be? Yeah, there the two year he because it's he has two years left on his contract, and then a fit, and then you know franchise tags. But he clearly he wants the money now, so he might be a sourpuss for a year, unfortunately. But you know, hey, Cliff Kingsbury's has you know not been doing well. So there are a lot of questions in Arizona, but you know we'll we'll have to wait to see whether you know the coach quarterback whether one of them or two of them leave by the end of the time next year but that's my Super Bowl prediction what's yours I I really hope to see a Chiefs Bills AFC championship game because that was the best postseason game I think I've ever seen in my entire life oh it was amazing incredible I think that um, Josh Allen is the future best quarterback of the AFC I would agree. I, I I could agree with that. You could say Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest athlete we've seen mm-hmm. in the NFL in recent memory. He agrees um, throw the football. Without, without, you know, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals will, I think, always be in the mix. The AFC North, Steelers, Steelers, are always, Steelers yeah. were always the team that was, like, always in it. But now mm-hmm. that Big Ben's gone, they don't really have, like, that leader. It might make them better. Uh, now that with Mason they, Rudolph, I don't know. They get, they got to find someone. I don't think you can go into next season with Mason Rudolph. The Ravens had a ton of potential at the start of last year and then fell off the wagon. A lot of injuries throughout the season, so that so we'll see what a healthier. Ravens so I, I think they had a miracle run this year, and but without that miracle run, it was obvious that Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs were the best team coming out of the AFC. Mm-hmm. And I would not be shocked to see them go back. They're my pick for the AFC in Super Bowl Fifty Seven in Glendale. Okay, and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> And I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I am going to go don't do it. with the Dallas Cowboys oh as the NFC pick God. because, and again, it, it all depends on all the question marks, right? Jimmy G leaves San Francisco. Tom Brady stays in retirement, which I think it's, it's inevitable at this point. No. I don't think he's coming back. Aaron Rodgers gets traded out of Green Bay. You know the Cardinals are not going to be primed and ready to be one of the better teams in the NFC. Probably not, I would agree. Maybe in the NFC West, but then again, the Rams are probably... I'd say the Rams are going to be the one seed 
going into next year's postseason. I, I would say that's fair. I think that it's usually pretty certain that the Super Bowl champion always comes back the next year. That's like one of the favorites going in. Yeah. And then they find a way to blow it in the mm-hmm. postseason. But the Dallas Cowboys are going to retain the most talent, both defensively and offensively, with Dak Prescott coming off one of the best years offensively I think that he's had as a quarterback in the last six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see how they can screw it up. So, okay, in that... I don't... I mean, I think they obviously will. I'm not going to say that I'm going to get my hopes up. Are you going to predict the Cowboys to beat the Chiefs? Don't go that crazy. I don't. I'm not even going to make a prediction to go that far. I'm just going to enjoy the game. So you're just going to pick We're going to get tickets. We're going to tailgate. We're going to have the time of our lives in Glendale. I'll buy... If the Cowboys actually go, I will chip in for tickets because that would just be the most... We'll never see that again. So it's like that's a a once-in-a-lifetime Cowboys... In them, what's been twenty-seven years since they made? They might not ever go back. Oh, that's crazy! It's like the Jets; they ain't ever going back. All right, all right. Anyway, so that's enough of our NFL talk, which leaves us to the halfway point, which is time for the. Oh, let me say it without stuttering. That concludes the NFL portion. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl 56 champs. We'll see you in Glendale next year for Super Bowl 57. We'll see you in Vegas in Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium. And now it is time for the Michael Michael Sarah Sarah Halftime Report. Report. Cue Michael Sarah holding a pickle in the desert Halftime Report. Graphic Hank, what do we got? All right, so this is a bit of a repeat one, but we got more information on it, so... Uh, during one of the commercials that aired during the Super Bowl was for the Hulu show with Amy Schumer. He's going to star in Love You, Beth. And we did get a release date. We got a definitive release date. So March 18th, mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. You will see our beloved Michael Sarah back on your silver screens. And so March 18th, the new Hulu show will be releasing. And it is, oh, there's rumor they might already renew it for a season two based on early screen reports. So get excited. Check out the trailer on Hulu's YouTube page and Hulu's Instagram page. They have it. It looked very entertaining. Uh, I'm very excited to see our boy Michael Sarah back on the uh, back on the t- television screen. I'll be honest. I'm excited too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We love me some Michael Sarah on this show and on this segment. Yes, but there are a lot of great shows that he's going to have to rival. It's true. It's true. He's going to be in a very spring spring television, especially with streaming services. Now they come a really competitive season, but I. I'm interested because he, he hasn't taken on a lot of projects in a long time. And the fact that the only other project that he's interested in is being, you know, in a Wes Anderson movie with John Starnison and John Goodman. When those are the when that's the only other project he's doing, that tells me he's being selective, which tells me that this project might be a lot better than we think it is. So I'm really excited. Besides from that, what are some of the other shows that you're looking forward to seeing? Ooh, some of the other shows. Apple TV has come out with a lot of great shows that I've binged through the past few yes. weeks. Yes. Uh, Ted Lasso was Ted really Lasso is phenomenal. It's a great show, great phenomenal. show. Phenomenal. Um, I don't know if it's been. I they confirmed they've renewed it, but Succession when that gets a new season, Succession's um, really good too. I'm real excited for. Um, I think we'll probably will have to wait more than a year for it. But I just started watching Arcane, uh, the animated show on Netflix uh, based off League of Legends. That one it looks super exciting going forward if that gets a season two. Um, the Shrink Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's been around for years. Have you seen the um, uh, Shrink Next Door with no, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd? That's yet. a really good one, too. Is it? Uh, I've seen, well, no, I've it, seen the, a, first it's a, it's about, the first episode. It's about a psychiatrist, a therapist, I should say, who yeah. basically manipulates him into yeah, taking Yeah, I saw the first episode. Money. I haven't seen the rest yet, but the first episode was really, really good. I can see that happening to you. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I resonated with Will Ferrell. I'm like, oh my God, Paul Rudd therapist manipulates me out of all my money and valuables. I could absolutely see it. But yeah, anyway, just a brief update so you guys could all mark it on your calendars. But that was our Michael, Michael Sarah halftime, halftime report. report. Cue out the Michael Sarah holding a pickle in the desert halftime report. Graphic, Hank. All right. So before you have the notes, so I do. So I have three things to talk about. But before those three things, I will let you talk about the thing that you are dying and waiting to talk about. I know you're so excited. So just let so last time know. we talked about the WWE Royal Rumble, right? Well, this Sunday is going to be the WWE Elimination Chamber event in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And here you go. Here's the main event. WWE Champion Bobby Lashley defending the, the title inside the Elimination Chamber match against Austin Theory on the left, AJ Styles next to Bobby, Brock Lesnar, uh, literally the alpha male of our species, right next to Bobby. Then you got Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. Those are the six competitors in the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title. Then we got the Universal Champ, the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Acknowledge him, Zach. Acknowledge him. I'm acknowledging. Taking on Bill Goldberg, of all people, coming back for that event. You gotta, you're going to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Vince is bringing out the big bucks, getting the big stars for that event. So you got Roman versus Goldberg. It was supposed to take place at WrestleMania 36 two years ago before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. But Roman um, has been battling leukemia for the last 13 years on Crazy. and off again. So he decided to take a six-month hiatus, came back, became champion. He's been champion ever since. 530 days plus he has been the champion, one of the longest reigns of the modern era. He's going to defend against Goldberg, uh, which he'll probably defend. He'll probably <coughs> beat Goldberg and then defend the title against Brock Lesnar. If Lesnar wins the WWE title, it'll be WWE champion versus universal champion, title for title, never been done before in the main event at AT&T Stadium. So I'm pumped for that. Now that I got that out of the way, what's next? Unless you have any takeaways from that. Uh, I didn't realize that 500, that was a record for 530, the longest title rate. Of the modern era. Of the modern era. Okay. I think Bruno San Martino was champion for like eight years. Oh, wow. So Roman's been champion for a little under two years. Yeah. But they're priming them ready. Or, uh, WrestleMania 39 is at SoFi in Los Angeles. They, they want to do Roman versus The Rock. Because oh. they're cousins, the bloodline. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be awesome. And no. Bro- Brock Lesnar was on um, Pat McAfee, too, this week. Which was yes, honestly probably was. one of the greatest interviews I've ever seen. Because Brock Lesnar does not do any interviews. No. Ever. I think no. he's done one on like Stone Cold Steve Austin's show back yeah. in the day. But for him to do Pat McAfee's show in that environment oh, with all great. those guys, it was like a side of Brock Lesnar I've never seen before. He comes in with a cowboy hat. They're singing Zach Brown Band. Yeah, it's just, it was awesome. I don't, it's just, I think that's what I like just really enjoy about what WWE's become and why like I'm slowly still still apprehensively slowly gaining a little bit of an interest in it. It's just like one uh-huh, you talk that's about how like, it starts. You talk about how like, you know, the event this is in Saudi Arabia, just how international it's all it's becoming how worldwide it is now. It's way less of a national, it's an international brand now. People, there be a lot of the stars are way more like eclectic in personalities. It's not just, you know, pure, you know, brute uh, brute villains or you know just softy baby faces it's a lot more eclectic that all the different fighters and everything so i i'm not i'm not ready to to fully jump in yet but i'm every time every week you talk about it i'm getting a little little more this is the tempted. best season to get into it too wrestlemania season maybe we can fly out to dallas in april I, that would be incredible I, I i'll think about it anyway so Middle of the way through the NBA season, which means we have 
three things to talk about regarding that. First and foremost, the standings. So we're at the midway. We're heading to the all-star break. Yeah. Uh, currently, right now, we would take a look at our NBA standings. We have in the Western Conference the Phoenix Suns at 47 and 10, five and a half games ahead, number one team in the entire NBA, leading the Western Conference. Warrior, followed by the Warriors, Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Clippers, and Lakers at the ninth seed right now on the outside. Luckily, they have a play in, but still right now on the outside looking in, not one of those top eight seeds. So that's interesting. Then over on the uh, Eastern Conference, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat tied with, you know, Zach Levine, Chicago Bulls, both 37 and 21. Then you got the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Nets with, you know, LaMelo Balls, Hornets, and Trey Young's Hawks currently sitting on the outside. So that's where the standings are currently. At midway point in the season, any, I think it is clear to me that it's going to be the Suns or Warriors winning the championship. I don't think any team. I think it's been clear to everyone since the beginning that it's going to come down to the Suns and Warriors, probably in the uh, in the West in at the, the very least. But I, I, I'm at the point now where I think those two teams are head and shoulders above any team in in the East. I know that might be a hot take, but I don't think a team in the Eastern Conference has a chance against either of those two teams. Yeah, and my uh, prediction on the Eastern side, the Brooklyn Nets. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, we can. Really? So yeah, so you know, obviously the All Star breaks so the trade deadline. So obviously, bunch of different trades. Mavericks get rid of Porzingis for the Wizards for seemingly not very much. Uh, the Trailblazers getting rid of uh, CJ McCollum, uh, seeming to be probably in a full rebuild now, as they've pretty much given out, given away every other player but Damian Lillard at this point. So a lot of big things happening in the trade deadline. But by far the biggest one was the Nets. Trading James Harden to the 76ers in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, uh, Big Penguin Drummond, Andre Drummond, and I believe one or I believe two first round picks. So big shakeup in the Eastern Conference. Now it's Joel Embiid and uh, James Harden together in Philly. Uh, and then we got Kyrie Irving, which, you know, the mass that vaccine mandate might be lifted pretty soon, so it might he be fully in term playing all games now, even home games. Got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant when he's back and healthy, and Ben Simmons and Seth Curry over in Brooklyn. I I think that the it was a pretty even trade. I think both teams had to give up a little bit more than they wanted, but got a lot. I think the 76ers probably came off a little bit better in that trade. Than the Nets did, but I'm curious your thoughts. That's a big shakeup in the definitely where there are. Philly definitely got the better end of that deal. Mm-hmm. You get a superstar in James Harden to go alongside probably the league MVP, yeah, in Joel Embiid. And then on the other side, yeah, Ben Simmons still is working out the kinks, as everybody knows. But in the long run, that could be a great deal for the Nets. I mean, you're going to be mentored by arguably the best player in the game in Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could squeak out a ton of knowledge, just be a sponge for the next <laughs> few years, watching him play and learning from him, both on the court and then in the locker room as well. Kyrie Irving might be a different story, you know, like having mm-hmm. those two in the same locker room, who knows what that does. That could be like a bad virus like COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. I, I think that if we get a Ben Simmons, that when he's... Because obviously, not to say that, you know, Brooklyn isn't going to be a hard market, but we've talked about this numerous times on the show. Philly fans, are, sports fans are brutal, are absolutely brutal. Maybe when he's in an environment, when he, you know, where he's, you know, 
the second, not even the first biggest team, the second biggest team in New York because the Knicks are still more popular and, you know, a kinder fan base and a New York fan base. Still not, you know, pe- you know peaches, you know, peaches and cream, but, you know, a harsh fan base. Peaches not- and cream? Yeah, it's like nice, like like soft. Peaches and cream, you ever heard of this expression? I've never heard of that expression before. Have you heard of peaches and cream? Robin's never heard. Robin knows everything and she's never heard of peaches and cream. <sighs> Thank you. Thank peaches you. and cream. But anyway... It'll be interesting to see if Ben Simmons, now outside of Philadelphia with a much, in my opinion at least, nicer and less harsh fan base, if that is sort of mental health eases up and he, he starts, you know, even shooting at a Draymond Green level, like he, he's still one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. It'll, it'll be interesting. I don't think either of those teams can win the championship this year, but I think both themselves position them to be pretty solid going forward in the future. Yeah, I, I agree. But this year, I think the 76ers have definitely, they definitely solidified have mm. themselves as probably the one, number one contender yeah. in the East now. I mean, I it's still wide open in the East. I mean, Giannis you is talked still about, amazing. You talked about the mm-hmm. Heat, you know, the Bucks. I still think, are the, the yeah. defending champs. The Bulls, champs. you know. The Bulls. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I, I always kind of give the Bulls a little bit of, of, of side cred just because, you know, they're the Chicago Bulls. They're kind of like the Cowboys of the NBA. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like amazing the '90s and then awful ever since. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So it'll, I think it'll be a fun playoffs, but we'll have to see what the second half of the season brings. But that's all the time for uh, NBA. Uh, last two things to talk about. First one, so a little bit of a controversy. We talked about the uh, Super Bowl and you know Rams are sort of having their parade today, but suggestion by another LA player, uh, LeBron James. Uh, on I believe it was either on his Twitter or his Instagram suggested that the the city of LA should make it a parade for uh, all three teams for the Lakers, Dodgers, and Rams since the since they didn't have, have the, it. That'd Some be people cool. Are, yeah, I I actually I think I do cool think the Rams idea. deserve to have their own just because they no, just yeah. recently won it. But that'd be a cool idea. Yeah, I, at least people's... have the Lakers and Dodgers share one. Mm-hmm. I, they, never, I they never did have a parade, did that's they? What, that's what I'm saying. Is that so? I'm kind of your opinion. Do I think that the Ram that they should join the Rams? No, but I think it would be a good idea now that things are opened up to have a Lakers and Dodgers one together because people's like, oh, LeBron, you guys are bad this year, and you're just trying to hog someone else's spot. I'm like, no, he genuinely won a championship, and the Dodgers won a championship, and they didn't get to celebrate. And I think that you know now that you know L.A. the mandates and everything else is you know freeing up, and you know pandemics on the downturn i think they should have a parade should i think the rams should have their own time in the sun today at today and these absolutely but i think you know two three weeks from now should they you know the city plan one for the dodgers and for like especially for the dodgers i I didn't realize that they never got their their parade yeah they never did never neither team got got one i mean obviously when the dodgers won people like were in the street celebrating but there was no actual ever formal parade for either team so i definitely think that they should and they won that. around the exact same time. The Lakers won it in October of 2020. Yes, and then and the Dodgers won in late October, first week of November. If anything, yeah, World, it was like, I the think World Series four, usually yeah. ends around then. I think it was like four weeks later. Yeah, it was not that much. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty compact together. It's pretty close together. Man, LA's dominating. Man, New York has not dominated since um, the Giants won two Super Bowls in 08 and then 2012. The Yankees won in 09, and that's basically it. Yeah, the Le- Mets made the World Series in 2015. I'm the, LA was in a drought for a while, so that's why you know. But they, but you know, three championships and cross all these sports. I don't know, and no, it'll be interesting. Now, just the Kings, Kings, come on, come on, hockey, come through. Get them a, get them a fourth. They yeah. get, they get all four sports. I thought titles. you were talking about the Sacramento Kings for oh, a second. No. I'm like, dude. Oh no. 
Sometimes I forget that they're a professional sports. Yeah, I just franchise. I don't even think they are at this point. It's just so sad. Anyway, so glad glad to hear we're in agreement on that. And then final note: uh, while the uh, NBA playoffs were happening, while the Super Bowl was happening, another big sporting event was happening: the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics and U.S. finishing third in both the gold and total medal count, so having a very solid Olympics, even though it started off. A little unfortunate. A lot of silvers. Uh, we were like not quite getting to there. Had a couple of crashes on the Alpine and the Super G. But two of the big things we want to talk about. One of them not a winner, and then one of them but a great story, and then the other a winner. Uh, first, Sean White. So at 35 years old, gets fourth place, just off the podium, but was doing amazing. The fact that he got fourth at his age when like the next oldest competitor was he was behind early on too i know and he came back and you know leapfrog into the top five i know it was it was incredible like three olympic gold medals changed the sport like it like no one the half pipe was not you know it wasn't like skateboarding it was like he was like he was almost like tony hawk of it where like people weren't weren't doing those crazy tricks people weren't pushing it to the absolute limit people were just going you know solid technique just you know typical 1080s and stuff like that they weren't going you know 20 plus feet up to do their tricks they weren't you know doing you know 1440s back to back so i just you know an incredible legacy sean white leaves us as he final sporting event and then most importantly for first time since i believe it was i think 92 it might be even uh, longer than that, men's uh, U.S. men's finally takes home the figure skating as Nathan Chen, super young, I can't remember if it's 22, 23, somewhere around there, wins Olympic gold after dominating the sport for four years. Came up shy in 2018 in Korea, in South Korea. Real shame. Thought he would, you know, get a gold medal there. And it just dominated the sport for four years. But, you know, problem with the Olympics is you don't get a chance every year. You only have that four years. And, you know, he, he put those Elton John tracks on, Benny and the Jets, Rocket Man, and then just not even close. Even the amazing other Japanese figure skaters, I think they were still like 20, 30 points behind him. He just like was as when it matter the most, he obviously has been dominant for the past four years. But, you know, it all comes down to this. It's like this one event, one 10-minute routine, and he just absolutely... Killed it. What an amazing, amazing performance by him. Finally, U.S. back on the top in figure skating. Pretty solid Olympics. Yeah. It makes you really wonder what the hell we're doing with our lives, right? I know. 22 years old. Just so crazy young. I remember uh, What's-Her-Face in, um, Chloe, I think it's Chloe Kim. Uh, sorry if I mis- mispronouncing the name. Uh, we also won gold in the uh, women's half pipe for snowboarding as well. And she's like maybe like three, four years old, older than us. And that's her second gold medal. So yeah, it doesn't make you think it's like, huh, what am I doing whenever you watch the Olympics? Cause like, they're always so young, the Olympics, these like, cause like I remember favorite one was I was watching like the losing event and like someone was like 26, you know, with two gold medals. And they're like, ah, and that comes an end to their career. I'm like 26, that's the end of their career. I'm like, and they have two gold medals. It's like just crazy how young these athletes are and how they start. It's just incredible how much you can achieve at such a young age when you set your mind to it i mean just about anything too like obj was our age right now when he started Mm -hmm, coming mm -hmm. out of college at lsu uh kobe smolders who we've had on the show how i met your mother she was 23 during the first season of how i met your mother yes which baffles me crazy he's like 37 38 now wild yeah it's 
don't don't no never think obviously that it's important to never think you're too old to like start something but it's also important you're never too young to like go yeah. to go Dude, for it miranda well. cosgrove is three years older than us That's, we've known her probably our entire I lives know, that blows my mind crazy but yeah so great join to the you the entire u.s team at the olympics great job to the rams uh, great job to all of the NBA All-Stars, but that is all I have for this Yeah, that's week. enough out of you, and that's enough out of our segment. Again, the champ this week, always bet on Jack and Zach. It's been an honor, my friend. It has, it we're, has. We're going to have to start betting on nonsense moving forward. I know, I know. It'll be it'll be interesting until... Over or under on you having a girlfriend by the start of the summer? What is going Over on? Over and under of you this, putting on maybe bullying. like 20 LBs in the next... Maybe till like June 1st? I don't know. Robin, are you going to like... Help no me one's going to say anything. These are my pastries, by the way. I need to bring in a pair of soccer boppers just so you two can go at it. and not soccer bopper? Look it up. Soccer bopper? Okay, pool noodle. How about that? You know pool what that... noodle fight? There you go. Are we See? doing a pool noodle fight next that, that week? That doesn't sound fun That's your generation. I, I'm picturing it in my head. I don't, I don't want to I don't do know. I, I'm excited. Let's, in the comments, if you're watching this video, comment down below whether you not want us to have a pool noodle fight next week. We will read those comments. And if we get enough, and we get one yes, we'll have a pool noodle fight. Nobody listens to this segment. You don't know that. You drown ratings. <sighs> wow. It's okay. I thought, wow, you know, he te- audience, he texted me, you know, just the other day. It's like, when I was like, oh, I'm excited, to, you know, to see like a potential person we're meeting this Friday. It's like, I hope you missed me too. It's not like it's been two weeks. He missed me. But as soon as he comes back, as soon as the cameras roll, he goes, no, I hate you, Zach. No, he missed me. He was sad that he didn't get taught to his boy for two weeks. I mean, he do just, you watch Fox News and CNN? People put on a face for television, man. Yeah, this, you know I love you. He said it on air. All right, we can yeah. close now. I'm happy. Okay, thanks so much <laughs> to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Remember to head on down, sign up for a membership today. Betonline.ag, sign up for that 50% bonus. Thanks to Eat Clean Phoenix as well. Call the number uh, at the uh, opening of the episode. This was always bet on Zach and Jack. <gasps> Just kidding. This is always oh. bet on Jack and Zach. Hit the lights, Hanko. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.